0: You feel- Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. The CEP Network has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for A company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to TrueNutrition.com, look at all the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. We here at the CEP Network are always looking for sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they're looking to promote and want to shout out during one of the shows, reach out and let's see what we can do. Just a reminder, you can head over to buyjack.com CEP and get a hold of all kinds of Raised on the Radio merch such as hoodies, tees, tanks, mugs, and koozies. They all make great Christmas gifts and stocking stuffers, and of course, everyone looks great in Raised on the Radio swag. In this episode, Patrick and I chat about the recently announced Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley 2 boxing match. We revisit the World conversation, comedians and Spotify, and much, much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into of this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show, I am Colt Brocado, Patrick Blair in Zoom land. as usual, recording on a Thursday night instead of a Sunday morning, so that's a little, uh, got me a little off, but uh, I've got me a good little old-fashioned sitting here, which I'm pretty excited about.
1: And how, how many of those have you had, because today's Wednesday, homie.
0: I haven't had one sip yet.
1: Today's Wednesday.
0: Today is Wednesday, but it's in the evening. This was morning. You said, it's not Thursday. You, <laughs> see, you said Thursday. It's not Thursday. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe I had to have more than I'm just letting on
1: then. But cheers. Uh, yeah. Vodka, cream, soda.
0: Oh, what the hell? You're an ass. What? You, are, you sir, are an ass. What did I do? I didn't
1: say it was Thursday. No, but you were cheers. trying
0: to act like I was an alcoholic for drinking on a Wednesday night. Are you, is this well, no. just because I, I said saying, Thursday? i was drunk or you, that you all, thought it was that's, Thursday. That's and it? No. Okay, okay. Wednesday. Okay, well, uh, to start off the show, I have a question for you because I know you've been in this situation before. Is there yeah. anything, maybe, maybe, maybe you had a different scenario than I did? But is there anything more uh, heartbreaking than to watch your kid get shots? Does your kid do well with shots? Um, no, dude, no. I it kills me. They'll be okay. I know. But it, it's it's rough, like because it's a cry that you've that I've, you never see them cry or at it's least the shake. Yeah, it's
1: the everything trembles. The,
0: and it's like the fact um, that like you watch the needle like go in their leg and they don't realize what's happening yet. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap, there it is. And then just this meltdown.
1: The delayed reaction. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll get better at it. You'll be fine.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Stop
1: worrying about him. He's a tough guy.
0: Yeah, well, I hope so. He's going to have to be. <laughs>
1: You hope he. You hope he's a, well. He's got to chop wood and stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll probably have to bring him up to your streets. He'll uh, I mean, he'll toughen up real quick up there, right?
1: Of course, my hood. <laughs> he'll walk around here and not be ready for shit to go down. Um. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, it's good for him. Yeah, but it. it I know it's, it. I get I get. I'm worse with the like, like uh, you know, yesterday my son. He had a, his water thing in his hand, and he was ch- he was chugging it, dude. He was spring, and he slipped on a blanket, water, maybe a combination of both, and he just went, like, his leg gave out. And, like, this is an injury, like, grown man, this is a torn ACL. <laughs> like, it's just, his leg went back and away. I'm like, that hadn't hurt, but he he's a year and a half old, so he doesn't know how to, like, break his fall really well yet. So, I mean, just face first, just smack and i mean he looked up at me and i was like oh dude you're all right (laughs) like you know that's what you do and he looked up at me and he was like i don't feel like you can tell his brain's going i don't feel all right bill i was like all right he just started screaming at me i was like nah dude it's fine he came running up to me for a hug and i'm like dude you're fine but it was brutal (laughs) brutal he has a chipped tooth because he's fallen like that before. oh my god really one of his front two one of his front two teeth is chipped because of that. And that was Yikes. like the, you know, the first two teeth he had. Then he chipped one of them. <laughs> Yikes. So he's going to lose them anyway. It's fine. Yeah. Start yeah. giving him Pepsi now.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mountain just l- just Dew. let him play hockey.
1: Yeah, he's already ready. He
0: looks like a hockey player. There you go. Yeah, we're good then.
1: I doubt his mother will let him play hockey. We had this conversation. She's like, he's not playing football, by the way. Because he watches football with me and he like grunts when, when guys get tackled and I was like, well, what about hockey? She's like, I don't know, we'll see. I'm like, all right, well, well, no, we won't. I'll see. Don't worry about it. Um,
0: see, but- I'm thinking about the things that you watch with him, and it's got to be mainly football and MMA. But he watches a lot of both, dude. MMA. But I, I can't. Stand I, there and- I could. I I can't see you letting him do MMA, even if he wanted to. Maybe like some jujitsu or something, or you know something like that but i I don't think I could ever see you letting him fight somebody
1: I mean when he turns 18 well do what the hell you want <laughs> <laughs> so if have 18 he comes around he's like dad I'm gonna fight okay have fun hopefully you're better at it than I am um
0: well I know I know you have friends that personally fight as well uh do, have you been to their their fights personally any of your friends I have. you have isn't yeah. it like an extremely nerve-wracking? thing for you for me it was uh,
1: nah yeah i mean i guess a little bit it depends on who it is i mean you met my one buddy that fight he doesn't fight anymore he trains people now oh, okay and i actually went to one of their events recently um and he was ringside for a couple of guys who were boxing and uh it's kind of weird man i felt i felt bad for him as a coach more so i don't know it, it, you could just tell that he well here's why you can tell that he cares and he really wants these guys and girls to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they don't, or just when they can't, it, it, you could tell that he cares. And I and I well, that's kind of like a dad like feeling. Like he doesn't have kids, you know. So these fighters are, in a way, right. his, his his kids. You know. I mean, I think that's how he treats it. So I'm having. I'm guessing that's how I'm. Just the look of like the dejected look he has on his face when somebody loses or somebody's getting beat up is the way I'm going to feel when my kids, if he plays sports, if he's not good or losing or <laughs> fails or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to fight. He probably won't fight. It's not, he's not going to have a, I mean, I would like him to like train in a way just to better defend himself. Because to be honest with you, it's 2021, man. You don't know who knows what these days. When I was a teenager, nobody, there was no one in Missouri that knew jujitsu. You wouldn't go to a house party and there'd be a fight and have to worry about somebody throwing up guard and putting you, putting you in a triangle <laughs> yeah. or getting you in an arm bar. You just wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a big guy literally just pick me up and slam me, but that's because he was like six five, two thirty. 30. And I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Believe me, I didn't try to fight a guy that size. <laughs> so, like maybe, like like you said, like jujitsu. Jujitsu would be cool. Um, I
0: don't know. Maybe we'll, some karate. We'll see.
1: We'll see. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. no,
1: no, no. no. <laughs> okay. I, I want him to play real sports if he's gonna. No, 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 no. Yikes! Sorry, you're
0: you're, you're like a insulting Wonder Boy right now. Can I ask you something? I'm listening.
1: How much money do you think Wonder Boy has made in his lifetime from karate or taekwondo?
0: That specifically, like just doing that. I mean, yeah. that that's like a major portion of his MMA training, or like his background. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna
1: I'm gonna ask you again. How much money do you think he's <laughs> made from competing in karate or taekwondo?
0: Okay, probably not that much.
1: Yeah.
0: Correct. But, but would he be where he is if he didn't have that background or that training?
1: It's very possible. I think he's naturally an athletic and gifted person. Okay. So I think if he had just started training MMA, I think he'd be okay. Okay. Now, I know I'm pissing off a shit ton of people by saying a lot of this, but uh, no, my kid's not going to do karate. Okay. I'd rather, if that's the case, I'd rather him just do jiu-jitsu.
0: Okay.
1: I think there's, you know, if, if if some shit ever popped off on the street, I'd much rather him know how to strangle somebody than how to kick somebody for points. <laughs> <laughs> not, to, not to really hurt them. <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything to me.
0: Well, that's um,
1: and again, I'm insulting a ton of people. I apologize, but you are, I like karate. I like, to- it's fun to like watch. It's, it's like interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very like, dude, Well, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay? But Jean-Claude Van Damme, he was a martial artist, but he knew how to kick nice. Like, he looked pretty when he kicked. Mm
0: -hmm. Because he
1: came from the ballet and he learned, but he, you know, he didn't, there's an argument that he competed. I've seen, like, grainy YouTube videos of him at, like, maybe a Taekwondo tournament and maybe kicking someone in the face, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. What, what I'm saying is, is I have a, I have an appreciation for it. I liked it as a kid as well. But yeah, no, he's not going to do that. I'd much rather him play something more lucrative.
0: You could just start out boxing young. He can be like a Jake Paul when he grows up.
1: I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate everything about you. <laughs> I hate I, the show. I, 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 had to bring, I don't like podcasting.
0: <laughs> I had to bring that up as a segue into uh, this Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley 2 that's apparently going to happen that I will not pay for. and But a, I'm, I am intrigued a little bit because of the extra $500,000 that's on the line that Tyron Woodley will get if he does knock him out. You care about that, huh? I didn't say I care about it, but it intrigues me a little more. Not enough to buy it. Not enough to buy it. Because it's Tyron, and I like Tyron, and I hope that... I really just want to see Jake Paul get his face just demolished anyways. And I think there was a few signs in that last boxing match where Woodley was very close. To what? To knocking him out. One time. Okay.
1: One time. Okay. And that's all. And that's what he's going to need this time around. That's what he's going to hope for. But I'm worried about him.
0: You are worried about him? A little bit. Why?
1: I mean, he didn't look good in the last fight. He landed a big, you know, a big Tyron Woodley right hand that, to be honest with you, If Jake had done his homework, he would have seen coming from a mile away. Tyron loads up on that right hand the same way. He's been doing it his entire fighting career.
0: Right, but the other question I have is that, so Woodley was arguably the first, uh, I mean, real, like, person who's really trained boxing as well that Jake Paul fought. So, Okay. okay, my question is, did Tyron Woodley, like, did he one hundred percent put all his effort into that that match? Or does he have a different mindset going into this one?
1: Are you asking if Tyron Woodley did?
0: Yes. I, I'm not gonna
1: talk about effort. I'm gonna talk about what I saw. He fought like Tyron Woodley fights. He waited for the one big shot. He wasn't the aggressor. And to be honest with you, I hate saying it. This all comes out of love because I am a Tyron Woodley fan. Much respect, but he got pushed around. Yeah. Like he has like he had in his last five MMA fights. He got pushed around. Now, did he get beat up? No. He didn't get beat up. He didn't get beat up. But uh I'm worried about him on this one. I'm worried that he might get beat up. Or I'm worried that he might get TKO'd. Wow. That's I hate saying it. That's crazy. Well, look, dude, there comes a point in time in every person's life when you're just too old to compete at the sport you compete in against a person who is significantly younger than you. You know? And I'm just talking about physical prowess, physical you know, whatever it is. Tyron's a beast. He he wasn't out of shape in that last fight. By any means. Right. He was definitely in shape, but the fact of the matter is man, you cannot beat the clock. Can't. Right? So now we've had another year go by, right? He's taking this on 2 weeks notice because it was supposed to be Tommy Fury. I'm worried about him. And I hate saying that. Yeah, and I mean, my heart will break if he loses by knockout to that
0: just just him lo- just him losing again would nah. Oh, wait, no, the first time Jake we- Paul has everything to lose in this fight. Tyron doesn't have anything to lose. You don't think so? Nah, nah. Nah, because at this point,
1: everybody knows that he's in it just for the payday. Everybody knows that he's in it just for the, the hopes that he can please all of the people that want to see this guy get knocked out. No one thinks that Tyron wants to be a pr- legitimate professional boxer. No one thinks that. No, no one's looking at this like this could be a new version of tyron woodley this is a new legacy it's not it's not that yeah you know and it wasn't that in the first fight so it's it's really just about the spectacle and feeding into what this guy jake paul creates via the hype machine that's it and good for tyron get paid get get paid man take care of your kids fine i don't like it you know i don't want to see it i don't want to watch it but if he wins, you best fucking believe I'm gonna be talking shit.
0: <laughs> you best believe it. And then when Woodley hears this podcast, he's gonna be like, that motherfucker spad mouthing me all the way up to it. Now he wants to take my glory, talk about talk about me in a good way when he was bad me. That
1: one time I thought I was gonna wrestle him by mistake, I was I was talking mad shit in my own head. In my own head, silently to no one else.
0: While you were trembling? Yeah,
1: dude, I was so fucking scared.
0: It's like there's no way.
1: Um, But yeah, it is what it is, man. I, you know, I at this point. Here's the thing: I was more excited. I I was kind of talking myself into buying the Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight. That was more interesting to me. But. Here we are. Now I'm not interested. I mean I wasn't I'll put it to you like this. I was gonna wait <clears throat> until the day of and see how all the other sports transpired for throughout the day, just to see how sort of worn like worn out I was, or like, all right, do I still have enough to like watch this? Yeah. I was gonna wait until then and then possibly buy it. But
0: yeah, I don't wanna buy I don't
1: wanna watch Tyron fight Tyrants fight against Jake Paul again. I don't, I don't, I hate saying that. I'd rather watch Tyron go back to MMA and fight that fight with the, with the, with the sheer chance that he could knock out. Like, what if it like, seriously, what would you be more interested in Nick Diaz and Tyron Woodley or Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul?
0: Uh, The fact that it's taking you this long (laughs) to think about makes me angry. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who I'm interested in. Nate Diaz fighting. That's really the reason why I. Kind Nick of or Nate? I said Nick. Oh, you said Nick. Okay, sorry. Okay, yeah, I, I'd like to see that. Why not? Right. Yeah. Why not?
1: Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> if Tyron does this whole thing where he just waits back and wants to counter, Nick's going to be a, a jackass, and it's at least going to be entertaining. You know.
0: Yeah. Did you we've seen that before? But, did, did you see the the uh, Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler fight? Did you watch that? Yeah. Was it good? I didn't even get to see it.
1: Yeah, it was a good fight. It
0: was awesome. Yeah.
1: And you know, I mean, the thing about it with the thing about that was, and I I, I thought I'd said this to you, but maybe I didn't. Now that you're you're asking about it, but I, I well, I said to a couple of my MMA boxing buddies, and I said. I think we can put an end to all this bullshit that we hear online from certain people about how Nick Diaz is always in shape because he wasn't in shape. Yeah. Like, he he, he does triathlons. Like, hey, he ain't been doing triathlons the last few years. Homeboy's been eating burritos and chilling. So
0: we can put an end to that now. So what you're saying you is know? him and D.C. are hanging out a lot? Um, Sure. Because D.C. – gets bigger every single time he commentates. <laughs> yeah, but I think
1: it's it's there's no shame in it either though. I think he's just embraced his fatness and he's, I think he's, he's just like,
0: yeah. going to be a fat guy. <laughs> he deserves it now, I guess, right? I well, I mean, yeah, do you do,
1: do what you do. But I don't know if he ever really tried hard to not be fat. He cut I, down I guess, to I mean, 205. Right,
0: I mean, I guess he didn't have if he didn't have to, why I guess, right?
1: Well, he was still a chubby 205. What would DC have been if he had been like lean boy DC to the point where oh, I could cut down to 185? What would he have been then? I don't know. See, you say that, but have you ever seen his wrestling footage? No. Was when either? he was slimmed down DC and... Mm-mm. Dude, I mean, the dude's an athlete. I mean, you look at like some of his fights where he had to use his athletic ability to win. Yeah, imagine if he had, wasn't carrying around all that weight. Right. Natural athlete, natural ass kicker. You know, like I don't
0: know. Something so we're, so we're about. talking. I mean, so, so, about. so we're talking 185. we we talk a slim DC against Kamara, Kamara Usman.
1: Wait, no, that's and one. Kamara se- goes up. Yeah, Kamara's well, 170.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Slim
1: DC versus Izzy. Okay, yeah, that's a motherfucking fight.
0: Yeah, that's. Hmm.
1: I'm interested in that, but we're never going to see it. You know what? <laughs> we will see if he wins one more fight is uh Alex Pereira versus Izzy.
0: Which okay, Alex has only had one. F-
1: fight, Doesn't matter,
0: right? It- it I I, I know I, I know it doesn't I know it doesn't I'm just saying he's only had one fight right I know had that I fight. know this is like a major buildup kind of thing here because he's basically the only person that's beaten Izzy. But how many years has whoa, that been? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not only
1: beaten him, but knocked him out stiff. Yeah, stiffened him, dude.
0: Yeah, I just I okay, I'll buy into the buildup and I'll enjoy it and I'll watch the fight if and when it happens. But I, I... There's so many years in between. Both of them are completely different fighters than they were at that time. At that, time. That, that, to me, is... Like, that's a big thing for me.
1: No, I agree with you 100%. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about the hype machine. Yeah. Talking about... Dude, if he wins his next fight in spectacular fashion, like he did his first one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And Izzy just came out on Twitter... This last pay per view, and said, "Yeah, I never agreed to fight Whitaker." And they asked Dana about it. Dana got all pissed off. He's like, "When have we lied about booking fights?" He's like, "I don't know what Izzy is talking about." So Izzy seems to be bored. If I'm just, if I'm just making a guess as to what that meant, mm-hmm. and you know, he's not ignoring the fact that this guy is now in the UFC. This guy is the last, the only person to finish him, knock him out like that. Is he knows. He's aware. So I think he's expecting it too. Yeah. Now, would it be too soon if it two fights in the UFC, you've won both to fight for a title? Sure. It would be too soon. But would it be that crazy? <laughs> Probably not. Wouldn't be that crazy. <laughs> to show him getting knocked out on a loop, on yeah. a loop, just fucking for two months, you know? And I like it. I'm an Izzy fan. Is this guy and it's bad?
0: Is it is Alex good at talking shit? Have you? Do we know?
1: No, he's Brazilian. I don't even know if he speaks English. Oh man, uh, that could be tough. I'm going. I'm going back to his last fight. I can't remember if he had a translator in there. He maybe he speaks broken English. Either way, it's a fun one. I'm into it. But who knows? And I'm just making stupid hot take predictions at this point. Right. Let's switch to something that really gets you pissed off.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: Spotify. <laughs> yeah, because so that's so me. It's good to know. That's all me. It's good to know <laughs> it's good to know we have <laughs> listeners. So you told me that someone listened to the last episode and they had comments as to what well, we were ta- our discussion around buying streams and whatever
0: else. Correct.
1: So now let me ask you this before you tell me mm-hmm. what these comments were slash are, is this a musician? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. That's all I need to know. Tell me what happened.
0: Okay. So the, I'm just going to read you what you're going to tell me.
1: Are you going to say the person's name and what band they're in?
0: Uh, no. What the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs>
1: all right. Go ahead. Okay.
0: Okay. So here, here's what he messaged me. He said, uh, here's the thing. Directly paying for numbers, likes, listens, and reactions on an algorithm-based system is always a bad idea. Those listens come from bots, and bots don't continue to interact with your content or help the algorithm understand who likes your content. So when you put out your next thing, it, send it ri- sends it right back to those bots, the majority of people who liked your content. And this time, they don't interact at all. Then Spotify or Facebook or whatever sees that and goes, okay, this content sucks.
1: What is the last part? I don't understand what the last part of that means. Okay, Spotify sees that and says this sucks. What
0: does that mean? Because the only... Let's see. So when you put out your next thing, it sends it, sends it right back to those bots. So the original bots, basically, that were... So, so those listens come from bots, and bots don't continue to interact with your content. That's just the original, I guess, from the original bot. I
1: mean, that makes sense. I, I'm with you on all that. Yeah. But I'm saying, when you release the next thing... He said spotify thinks this sucks what does that mean
0: uh so then spotify or facebook or whatever sees that and goes okay this content sucks uh i mean i don't know
1: i don't know i don't understand what that means and, and, and if that's the case then you just keep buying more shit which is what people would do so basically I understand everything, and I agree.
0: So it's saying this content sucks because all um, when you put out your second thing, it's just going to the bots and not new people. So then Spotify's reading that as it's just going to these these bots, and I guess maybe you're not getting any interaction or anything like that. So it's saying that you're not getting anything from it.
1: But what are the repercussions of that? What does it matter? I don't know. No one can explain. Do I know this person? I don't think you do. um
0: but so
1: rhyme their name (laughs) and their band's name with something
0: you don't know this person i'm i'm almost i'm almost sure so okay so he also says i don't think buying any vanity metrics works out except maybe for some extremely short term but then it's even more negative like maybe you can get a decent show out of having a certain number of plays and the venue doesn't check any other metric but then when no one shows up they'll be pissed and you're fucked
1: I mean I like what he I like what that person just said but is the venue really looking at your Spotify plays?
0: I don't I don't know. I'm not Also yeah but see okay. But he said vanity I like met- he said he, he said vanity metrics in general so he may not just be talking about sure. Spotify.
1: Yeah, but what does that have to do with shows? Here's the thing. I I I let me just say this. I agree with 99% of what that person is saying. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But when it comes to shows, I think there's a different. I think it's different. So here's the thing: if you're a band and you buy streams, so all of a sudden you have one million streams on Spotify. Now, what he's saying about the bots that that makes sense. I don't. I, this is way beyond my 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 education level, my intelligence. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works, and I'm never going to know. To be honest with you, it pisses me off. I don't want to know. Right. If I knew what happened behind the scenes, I'd probably be more upset than I am now just being an ignorant shithead. So like everything outside of that, I agree with. But let's say you have a million, you bought a million streams or whatever on Spotify. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Well, are you really doing that to please potential showgoers in your hometown? Or is he saying like, if you want to take it out on the road, and venues and club owners and booking agents look at your Spotify plays, will they book you because of that? Yeah. Short term, yes, I agree with that. Long term, yeah, but what if you go to the show out of town where you're not expected to bring that many people and you do a good job? But I guess the point is, is if you have a million Spotify streams and you go to a city where potentially a large chunk of those happened and you don't bring people then how does it look i mean i get how all of this works but the,
0: like hang on okay so breaking that down is interesting to me so is that something that's that people look at when they uh, this, this is pro-
1: this person on the
0: show we said last time we need this to get is this is gonna sound th- this is gonna sound let like me ask you this coming from a, this. a hang on this is coming from a complete dummy okay when it comes to music but is that Who, me thank you no me. i appreciate that this is me uh, oh, okay. is, is that how bands choose where they're going to tour, where they're going to go sometimes based off of like, cause you just said, like, if you go to a place where you, a lot of the streams come from and do a show there and a lot of people, those, those people don't show up or something like that. Do people base, like do bands base where they go play off of where they're getting like streams and stuff like that? Is that a thing or am I looking too far into this?
1: No, you're not. I mean, it's a good question. I don't know. I don't tour anymore. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. My guess would be, no, you go where, you know, you're going to draw based on what you've seen previously. Now that's the way I used to do it. You know? Yeah. Oh, we can go to the green door in Oklahoma. Cause we know last time we were there, 100 people showed up. So we know we can go back. Okay. And since the last time we were there, we released this and we did this and we did that. By the way, RIP, the green door. I don't think it's there anymore. Um, But um, I don't, I don't fucking know. I, I, I doubt it.
0: <laughs> okay. My
1: guess is I doubt it. Does this person tour that, that said all these things?
0: I don't think so. More, more, more local stuff. <laughs> Text me who it is. I have to know. I'll tell you after the show. Um But well, anyways, so like so like a big band that's touring across the US, like is there I don't I've ne- say big never
1: big bands don't fucking care about Spotify. That's okay, what that, I'm, that's, that's what I'm my, saying. That, 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 was, like
0: that. that was my point is that I've never thought about why uh, a band you know when i when i see a band that's coming through st louis i've never that i want to go see i've never worried about why they're hitting the places that they're hitting like if there's a reason behind they're going to this state or you know anything or this city in this state you know i've never wondered why they're actually doing it i just thought well this is just part of their tour i never knew i never wondered if there was reasons behind why they're hitting certain places Oh yeah,
1: for sure. You go places where you do well. Yeah. You can test the waters in new markets, new cities, new, new venues in, in those cities. But yeah, I mean, typically when you book your tour, you're going to book it at places where you know you're going to draw. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, and I think we, we live, I live, you travel to where I live. I live in a city where most times you're not seeing bands come here by chance they've been here before they know they can do decent here that's why they come here you know mm-hmm. and if it's their first time they know the promoter does well here you know okay um and and I mean we've talked about this on previous episodes like some bigger bands don't come here they don't like it here right they don't like the promoters, they don't like the clubs. They don't like the fans. They're just a lot. Of, I mean, but these are few and far between, but like it happens. Um, I don't know. I don't know where Spotify fits into all of this, but I get what he's saying. And that's a great way of putting it. Those are vanity streams. But like you said on the last show, if it helps you up front, what harm are you really doing yourself by getting those van I love that it's like vanity muscles vanity streams Mm -hmm. those vanity streams in the beginning you know if you can build on them
0: I guess I I, I guess guess that's what you can
1: build on them honestly using air quotes again yeah um yeah I mean you you actually brought up a good point and it's one that I thought about but my stubborn brain doesn't want to like allow me to be like well well, I, well, I think what it is is I just I've had so many people, and it goes back to not just buying streams, but like buying social media, and then before that, it was buying your way onto radio, and in in between there, it was like um, paying promoters to like put you on shows. I mean, these are all things that have happened, and you know, sort of various levels or various degrees of like. Uh, are they known to people or are they behind the scenes? Are they unknown? They're all the kind of the same to me, you know, and I've, I've known people who have done all of them. Um, most of which aren't still around, aren't still bands, aren't still touring, aren't still on the radio. Like, so I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it, it, I've known for- bands that have had investors, Where they've they've gotten thousands and thousands of dollars from just, you know, not someone who's in the music industry, but just someone who has money and like, hey, we're going to take your 30,000 might be an arbitrary number, might not be your 30,000 and we're going to put it to X, Y and Z and then we'll get you half of it back in this amount of time or whatever. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot. I don't know if it still happens. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does but there are a lot of bands who are really great at conducting themselves as businesses. So the potential for that investor to get their money back is pretty strong. Right. You know? Um, I
0: guess, I guess the way he makes it sound is that it's not easy to build on on it. Like you're saying, does it hurt you to have those initial streams up front? No, of course it probably doesn't, but it seems like once you try to put out something after that first initial thing, it's not getting out to people. It's getting out to those original bots that you put it out to. So it's not as easy. It's not easy to build on it.
1: Yeah. And and I agree with that. And I I think, I mean, I said a version of that on the last show when I was raising the question, like, well, if you had to buy the streams, what good were you do? You know, were you really going to, well, it really depends. I mean, look, if you're a band, and I, I don't I'm not I don't have a, an example in my brain. I'm just saying if you're a band that buys streams but knows how to build on the momentum and market yourself on social media and get people to your shows, and then you start gaining that word of mouth momentum that you need, which is still a thing. It's still a thing. Um like that and I think that's why I'm saying, does it really hurt you? I don't think it hurts you at all to do it, but I don't know if it helps you. Yeah, one hundred percent to do it. Right, you know, and and like I said, this person you're talking about who will remain nameless on our show. I love the term "vanity streams" or whatever whatever he's saying. I, I love that. I think it is a perfect way of putting it. You know, it's smoke and mirrors. Yeah, but you got to fake it till you make it, right?
0: Yeah, you as got, the you got, got to wise
1: it. Gata said on God. season two of Dave, <laughs> you got to fake it until you make it, just like everybody else. Yep,
0: yeah, you got to throw your money at something, not knowing what's going to happen. How far
1: are you willing to go? Yeah. Will you go as far as Gata and borrow $8,000 from your boss to buy a BMW to put in a video that potentially no one's going to see? Are you willing to go that far? If you are, you're going to be like Gata and you're going to succeed while, you're wrapping, you while you're
0: wrapping in your
1: closet. While you're recording music in your club, dude, that's grinding, dude. That's yeah, is, that's sure. inspirational. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That's grinding. Um, And again, the people that do that in 2021 that had, in, in we're talking about a fictional show, but like that had his social media presence and his presence to just like fake it until you make it. They don't have to buy shit. People are going to eventually catch on. Right. You know? Yeah
0: have you have you followed Gata much like as far as music that he's put out?
1: I bought that checkup song or whatever
0: right the, Well That's the reason why I asked I, mean, I, I looked on Apple music and there's not much that he like he did that one on his own but and he's done a couple of like guest spots on a couple of other tracks but I'm just wondering do you think he's like out there doing a lot of stuff right now after after Dave do you think Dave is gonna be a, a massive booster for him?
1: uh the show. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But but again, we're talking about a fictional show. Do people even really... Do people do the research like you and I did to go, oh, that guy's real. Right. That's true. I knew when I started the show that that was really his hype, man, because I've YouTubed... Yeah. Little Dicky live performances. Right. And there aren't a lot. Really? That's the other thing. Uh, oh, yeah. All this shit they talk about him being on tour and playing show, like... You go on YouTube right now and just search Lil Dicky Live, you're not going to come up with a lot. Yeah. You'll find like his, his like, you know, TV show appearances. But if we're talking like legitimate, and maybe that's all strategic on his part, maybe he doesn't want like, and that's smart to be honest with you, because a lot of his hype and a lot of his momentum and a lot of his popularity is built on the shine the fucking you know like it, it's not built on he's accessible to everyone you know yeah he's but not.
0: But, it, but if that show hit, hasn't been if the show is real at all you know he was kind of he kind of in that big argument that they have you know he's basically like you know i'm i'm out here grinding i'm doing my thing so like you don't he, he can't want to be i i'm assuming he doesn't want to be dave's hype man forever
1: well i'm talking about ludickey i'm not even talking about Gabe. oh
0: sorry okay okay
1: I think Gata will be fine on his own. But if I you gotcha. search Lil Dicky Live. Gotcha. Okay. So like, and this is how I discovered Ga- Gata. So if you search Lil Dicky Live right now on YouTube, uh-huh. the first thing that will come up is Lil Dicky Live at WUHA in 2017. WUHA is a hip hop festival in the Netherlands. It's always the first video that comes up. It's been viewed 2 million times. But as you scroll down. Okay. So Lil Dicky on Sway in the morning. Everyone's seen that. That went viral. So this is from 2018, the next one. Uh Lil Dicky at the Breakfast Club. Lil Dicky on Jimmy Kimmel. There are not a lot of like live shows that you're seeing of this dude. So maybe that's strategic. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Something to like think about and like maybe he's like me. It was like, I look forward to seeing new shit of him live. Because wasn't he just that Lollapalooza? Was he? The last I thought he was. Let I me mean, let me search that.
0: While you're searching that, I was curious, did you see or did you listen to uh Travis Scott being on uh what what's the show with Charlemagne the God?
1: I can't watch anything with Charlemagne the God. Okay. I know it happened, but I'm not gonna watch it.
0: Okay. I was just curious.
1: I saw after the fact I saw them talking about it on their podcast. The podcast he does with Andrew Schultz. Okay. But I didn't watch it. Tell me about it. Do you know anything about it?
0: I'll, I just heard a small clip about him explaining the whole the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Well I saw someone post a video God, we're back to Astro World. It's amazing how we can't escape. It's like whatever we create a one minute clip for on TikTok and it gets the most views, we have to return to it. So let's return back it's to It's not Astroworld. that we
0: have to, it just naturally happens. Based so on like, other topics.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like I saw someone post a video of Jack Harlow who played during the day, middle of the day, completely light outside of him stopping his show to be like, Hey, security, go pick that person up. But I think it was a dude who was in a wheelchair and crowd surfed or like whatever. Okay. So people were like, this is what Travis Scott should have done. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's not relevant to what, But I get, you know, I get it. People are going to make those comparisons and it's fine. We've already talked about it. So there's no reason in beating a dead horse, but like, um, no, I didn't see it. So what did Travis Scott say? Did you tell me? I'm sorry. I got sidetracked.
0: No, he was basically just saying that he didn't know, basically saying he didn't know what was going on. See, he he said he had had inner ears in. Uh, He couldn't hear much of anything. He couldn't really see much of anything. It was, you know, he was basically just explaining his side. But have you seen the lawsuits that are going on? There's like, there's like 120 of them or something like that
1: going on right now. Of course. Of course. But again, did you
0: watch the documentary on Hulu that I was sending you clips of? No, I need to. I still haven't done that yet.
1: The, the, The craziest thing that people don't think about is... What actually is being seen versus what is being reported after the fact? You know, Mm -hmm. you have these social media videos going up in real time. Right. Mm -hmm. That's one pocket of 50,000 people.
0: Who's putting this this documentary out? Because that's very fast to have a documentary
1: about. It was on Hulu. Uh, I watched most of it. I think I cut it out. I think I just I got too bummed to be honest with you. Well
0: here, here, the one, the, here, here's the reason why I ask is because depending on which view you want to take on the whole thing, you can put out a documentary on both sides, right?
1: De- you can make a documentary in fifteen minutes about it,
0: sure. Yeah. But yeah. You, you could you could make one that just shines Travis Scott in a horrible light and make it look like it was all his fault if you want if you wanted to. So that's why I was curious who who put out Hoop-a-tack yeah, so Mario.
1: most of this documentary was information coming from a lot of the news crews that were there. Okay. Who were essentially stating the fact, state- stating the obvious where it was like, it got rowdy really early mm-hmm. and it was not contained. You know, I go back to the thing. It's like, why is no one holding accountable to people that rushed the stage and trampled people? Now, look, I know there were a large portion of those people who were just running to safety.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like they were rushing the stage because they were literally trying to get air. But if you've watched the videos of people breaking down the gates, there were assholes there that would have trampled you regardless of what you were there for, who you were there to see and regardless of what was going on. So like, we're not holding those people accountable. We're solely focusing on Travis Scott.
0: The thing for me too, on the outside looking in, is there how many people were there? And even if Travis Scott would have seen, you know, the very first person that got hurt and stopped the show, I don't know that it would have fixed anything.
1: I agree with you. 100%. I don't I don't he, he could have That's he, not what
0: anyone else is saying. Could have stopped. Imagine if
1: he stops the show. What do people do? Right, it
0: probably gets worse. Well, listen,
1: if you're if you're if you're a big enough asshole to trample 20 people to get to the front to see Travis Scott play, and he finally takes the stage and you're the stage and you're fucking amped, you're fucking psyched. You're fucking getting lit. And he goes, oh, no, 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 Pick that person up. Oh, shit. Y'all are too rowdy. I got to go. What is? What are those right. 100 people, 1,000 people, 2,000 people, 5,000 people that trampled people just to get to the front? What are they going to do? Right. How are they going to react? Right. So it's like, I don't know. I think people that point the finger just at them are just lazy. And I just think they don't fucking want to look at the big picture. And I know we've, I've already said that and I don't want to be a broken record, but they're just not looking at the big picture. And they're also, they're not looking at other examples of music festivals and other examples of when things go horribly wrong in big crowds, not at music festivals, just in big crowds. Right. But whatever. (laughs) Fuck them. (laughs) I want to, I I kind of want to watch that now that he brought it up. I just cannot stand Charlemagne. And I have a feeling all of his questions were condescending and backhanded, and I just can't stand that guy. Did he talk down to
0: him? I like I said, I just listened. to Did he to, treat him
1: like an equal? Like I don't know, you're an actual person that matters.
0: I don't even think I heard what. Or I don't think that I heard Charlie and the God talk. I think I, it was just a clip of Travis Scott giving a small, re, you know, small synopsis of the situation and that it wasn't he, he didn't know anything was going on until last minute. So.
1: Right. Right. I mean, dude, either way, it's fucking, it's a tragedy. We've already said this it sucks. Yep. But, um, so what do you think? Before, let's, <laughs> what do you think? So you sent me the article and I already knew about it. But so what do you think about comedians and their beef with Spotify?
0: Okay. So, do you know the the whole situation that's going on with this, how like comedian? so artists get artists and the writers of their music, I guess, get paid from Spotify. And so, comedians are saying that they are the writers and the performers. Correct. So they should be getting more money for the, what they put out, which to, I mean, makes sense to me.
1: They only get paid as performers. They right. don't get paid right. as writers. You know, if you have, for instance, a Beyonce song, which has 28 writers, all of those people get a portion of that great payment that Spotify gives to artists. You know, uh, so if you're listed as a writer and you know, I, I, I'm i talking shit, but Beyonce really does have like 30 writers per song. But like, um, you know, my most recent stuff that I've released as a solo artist, I'm not the only writer listed.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: No, no, because there were other people in the room who, who helped produce that music. Right. And helped add to the music. It's not a lot. It's on the three songs that I've released as a solo artist. It's three people, three people and two people.
0: Okay.
1: You know, Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, so comedians are like, well, look, I write my shit and I perform it. I should get paid for both. And Spotify was like, well, oh, that's that's really neat. Guess what? We're just going to take all of your shit off Spotify. Right. Which is, I mean, is there a bigger gangster move you can pull if you're a streaming service? Oh, you don't like that, do you? Hey, guess what? Your, your fans have to go somewhere else.
0: I mean, it, it sucks for the comedians, but... I guess Spotify has the right to do it if they want. It's their platform. They can do
1: whatever they want, but it's It's, still bullshit.
0: It's shitty. Uh, But you know what's interesting is, have you noticed a lot of comedians are just putting out specials on YouTube now? Oh, yeah. Doesn't that make just, that makes a lot of sense. Because you're just, you just monetize your channel. I mean, I'm not saying you're making the same amount of money, but you can still make a good chunk of money off of it if you have a lot of subscribers. and And get a lot of views. You
1: definitely could, but don't. you don't get to monetize. You don't get paid if you curse, though.
0: Oh, is that a thing? I thought so. Really? I thought so. Huh.
1: That's a good Google right there.
0: That seems, Does that seems odd. Does
1: YouTube pay on monetized channel?
0: For cursing?
1: That's With weird. profanity. I've heard many people say no. Uh, In addition to expanded allowances for profanity, YouTube will let content creators monetize videos about recreational drugs and drug-related content, documentary or news content that may include violent interactions with law enforcement, and controversial issues where non-graphic... I'm bored of that already, so we're just (laughs) going to go with, yeah, if you curse, you can get, I don't know. I'm, bo- I'm bored of that. That's that's so boring to me. Um, and I don't care. I'm going to curse whether you pay me or not. I'm going to say how I really feel about something. Yeah. I'm not going to censor myself. So if you don't want to pay me, don't pay me.
0: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like you said, it is kind of a gangster move by Spotify, but it's 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 dumb. Uh, let me ask you this, though. Did you see, and this may not bother you at all, Do you? how do you feel about... Wh- when a person puts out a record or a band puts out a record or whatever, like listening to that record in the sequence of from front to back, do you think that most bands or solo artists, when they put out a record, they put it in a certain order for a certain reason?
1: Maybe. Why are you asking this? I feel like there's a reason. Because
0: apparently it's a pretty big deal. Uh, Adele. Went to Spotify and complained yeah, because yeah. the the default was shuffle on peop- yeah. on people's records. She had them
1: remove shuffle.
0: Yeah, so it starts at the beginning. Hey, Adele,
1: fucking deal with it. <laughs> you fucking selfish asshole. <laughs> deal with it. Why is she selfish? Because fuck that.
0: Why is she special? I, I don't know. I mean, why why is that not? Uh, I don't know. I I feel I feel like like it's it helps other bands and other artists. What does it not?
1: Because other artists can go. I don't want you to shuffle my shit.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I feel like shuffling lets you move on to the next thing a lot faster than if you start from start to finish. But then again, I guess in the long run, you're going to choose to listen. After you listen to that first time, you're going to choose to listen to what you want to. See, this is what what I'm talking about where I don't know how to
1: use Spotify. So you look up an Adele song from the newest record, and it's on shuffle. Mm -hmm. So does shuffle take you to the next song on Adele's record? Or does it take you to another artist? So she's removed the ability to take you to another artist or just another song on a record. I think And a record goes in order.
0: From what I understand, it's just another song on the record. So the default is shuffle. So instead of starting at uh, song one, you're starting at episode or song four. But you what know? I'm
1: asking is, is: does Spotify work in a way where if you play a song from Adele, right, it shuffles you to another artist like Adele?
0: I I don't know. You Jeez, literally right. know more about Spotify than I do. And we, so no, I don't. No, <laughs> yes, I you do. Don't. That's the point. Can we get your friend on <laughs> this person on here who has all these opinions about Spotify?
1: They can explain it to me. So like. YouTube Music is one wa- is a streaming service that I do use because I watch the videos. So if I look up if I look up an Adele video on YouTube Music, it's going to shuffle to another artist, another artist's music video like Adele. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if Spotify does that, which I thought it did. I thought okay, it did. I thought it just played music like the last thing you listen to.
0: So what you're saying is, okay, I put in Adele and I put in that record. That's what I want to listen to, and it plays track one. But then instead of going to another track on that album, it goes to some a completely different artist because it's oh, shuffling. Oh no, man, it's shuffling I artists. I don't know shuffling. how it works.
1: <laughs> I don't know how Spotify works. That's why I don't use it. I think it's it's tedious. I don't like it.
0: It does seem really man, tedious. Fuck why don't why Why is Spotify the only one under fire though? I mean, I understand. I've never had anyone
1: go, hey, are you on Apple Music? Hey, are you on Tidal? Hey, are you on YouTube Music? Hey, is your music on Deezer? No one's ever said that to me. Many, many people have been like, hey, you on Spotify? Yes, motherfucker.
0: Yeah. It makes sense, I guess. Maybe it's just under fire because it's the hot one, I guess. I just mean that that you're saying that you hate Spotify, but... I mean, in general, you probably hate most streaming services, if not all of them. I don't them, hate because anyone or because anything. They're not... My heart
1: is full of love, and I want everyone to do well.
0: Because no matter if, if other streaming services are paying artists more than what Spotify is, they're still not paying what you think they deserve. No. It's ridiculous. So, but that's what I'm saying, is why Jump. is only one of them under fire? And it's got to be because, because of they're the, the one. one. They're the
1: one, dude. Yeah. They gave Joe Rogan's knuckle dragon ass two hundred million dollars. They're they obviously the one. They did.
0: Speaking of that, did you see the uh, the Pat McAfee deal? I- I'm pretty sure we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. That he signed with FanDuel. How does that work? Is that just an endorsement?
1: Yeah. Yeah. FanDuel was like a, a sponsor, I guess, in the beginning. Yeah. So they're just he. Um... It's an it's an interesting thing. It's not like the Spotify thing where like FanDuel. Like Spotify with Joe Rogan, where like Fanduel is going to control, loosely control his content. No, they're just a sponsor. They just gave him a lot of sponsorship money. Um, which is, I mean, that's kind of like the first. I mean, that's crazy. crazy. I, I
0: kind of like that. Uh, I if, if I mean yeah, if, that, if, that's, great. That's, I if mean, that's the choice, it's just like here's money. Not like well, he
1: he's he, been on his own for a long time, and he started doing this like he was started on Barstool, but he left Barstool on good terms because he wanted to just be in Indianapolis he wanted to be on his own he yeah. wanted to do his own thing i mean it's worked well for him um
0: if you have they're one if, of if those you, cigar you,
1: smoking shows that i don't like but i mean <laughs> good for them
0: if you have the right people and you know what you're doing it's not it's easier than ever to have a radio show now or to have a you know a, a podcast that makes you a shitload of money Really? And it really doesn't take that many people to do it. You got some paychecks I don't know
1: about or what's going on?
0: No, I don't. But I'm saying like it's it's very easy to do a YouTube live video. And if you are uh, somebody that people knows and that want that people want to listen to. All you need is a good video camera and, you know, a few a few of the right people in the right places. And it wouldn't be hard. It's not hard to do.
1: So what you're saying is, is you and I should have been NFL punters who then started working for the biggest sports media company on earth.
0: Yeah, that sounds about. Then right. we'd be okay. Yeah.
1: Man, if only I could go back in time and start punting
0: footballs. Oh, you can. You're not. You're not too old yet. I could punt the shit out of a football. Can you?
1: <laughs> I see. I, a tor- the thir- I, I see I a torn the thirty yarder in high school. <laughs> in practice,
0: I see. I see a torn MCL the very first kick. Yeah, dude. Bad, bad news. Bad news, bad news. I would real- have to do the rug, I would have
1: to do the rugby style shit that the guys in college, in like college, do. There's no way I'd be able to stand stationary, and yeah, I'd fucking tear everything. Like my hip would just be
0: <laughs> your leg would just fall blown apart. Yeah, just, it would be blown apart. You'd end up looking like um, your, your son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You chip, so, yeah. You chip, you chip your tooth somehow yeah. on turf.
1: <laughs> Black eye, just busted busted (laughs) forehead yeah totally (laughs) um yeah i mean well it goes to show you man build your own thing and if you do it well it pays off in the end i think that's the most generic lesson to learn from him you know yeah he's got a lot of
0: people that follow him i mean he is an entertaining guy
1: i don't want to sound like i'm talking shit well yeah i'm not
0: saying that like you still have to be good at the craft like you still have to be able to talk he's, and be interesting in what you're saying you can't just be you know us he's pretty good have you ever seen
1: have you ever seen the video from his show where he had the wrestler in um that like freaked out and like started trashing stuff in the studio and threatened to kick his ass uh-uh. is cody is cody rhodes a real person he's Am a, I making that he, name is, up?
0: he is a wrestler that's true is yeah. he a little guy uh i mean i wouldn't say little i don't know what you mean by little no
1: No, that's not him he's a smaller guy uh adam fuck me hang on let me go to
0: how did you go from cody to adam
1: i don't know i don't know i'm just naming i do i know nothing about (laughs) this um pat mcafee wrestler
0: it's adam cole
1: adam cole
0: okay okay did i say adam you did the second time yes Okay, yeah, Adam Cole, that's okay. him. So
1: he got uh, mad yeah.
0: at Pat McAfee.
1: Yeah, he had him on, and, and it's. But here's the thing. Here's why I'm saying Pat McAfee's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. hard to tell whether that was staged or whether that was real. Oh, okay. And then if you don't know, Pat McAfee would go to NXT events, and he kicked, he like punted this guy's face. Nice. Anyway, this is way nerdier than I ever <laughs> wanted to be on our podcast. <laughs> Thank, you, thanks to YouTube. Uh, but yeah just it's it's actually really interesting to watch because again you don't know is this real or is this fake is this staged so that's what I'm saying he's good at what he does how many YouTube subscribers does this have 1.58 million
0: that's Pat, McAfee's Pat McAfee show? show Yeah, I mean that's decent right
1: it's pretty goddamn good
0: he should probably think about monetizing might help, might help him I'm sure he's doing just <laughs> fine <laughs>
1: sure he's doing just fine. Anyway, <clears throat> um I smell
0: poop behind me. Well, that's amazing. So I'm going to have to go. Okay. As long as it's not yours, I guess we're okay. Say it again. So as long as it's not yours, I guess we're okay. It is,
1: well, it could be mine.
0: <laughs> you
1: never know. But hey, are we going to get this person that has all these opinions about Spotify on the show?
0: I will reach out to him and see if he's interested. Just rhyme the band's name with something. <laughs> I will let you know after the show. Is it? Because I don't know if he wants me to mention his name or not. That's why I'm not doing. That's it. what I'm saying. Rhyme it. Do it in pig life. I'll know it. No <laughs> one else will know it. I will let Do you it. know after the show.